Come Along With Me, a podcast for fans who finished all 10 seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back through the land of Ooh in an episode-by-episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I am KK the Human. And I'm Laura, also the human. This is chapter 1.24, What Have You Done? Boarded by Meriwether Williams and Tim McKeon. In this episode of Come Along With Me, we discover it takes more than head and shoulders to solve a candy pandemic. This podcast contains full spoilers for all of Adventure Time. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. Also, we wanted to add a content warning. This episode will have some discussion of a disease outbreak. Uh, If you have difficulty with that subject, especially given the current COVID-19 pandemic, please be aware of that going forward. This episode begins with Finn and Jake sneaking into the Ice Kingdom to capture Ice King. They do it relatively easily, although Finn and Jake are rather unsure about why they were ordered to do so in the first place. When they return to the Candy Kingdom with I.K. in tow, they find it deserted. Princess Bubblegum emerges, wearing a Plague Doctor outfit and spraying a thick green mist. She leads the group down a secret passage into a dungeon. When Finn and Jake ask her what I.K. did to deserve being locked up, she says, not a thing. Before she can explain further, she's called away for an emergency in the Great Hall. At first, Finn and Jake are steadfast in their duty to guard Ice King, but they come doubtful as they realize the wizard truly hasn't done anything nefarious. They come to the conclusion that they are the true villains, letting the Ice King out and locking themselves in. Ice King escapes, leading to a very annoyed Princess Bubblegum upon her return. It turns out that the entire Candy Kingdom has been infected by Freezer Burn Flu from the Ice King's Beard Dandruff. While I.K. didn't mean to cause the outbreak, he refused to help even after Peebs pleaded with him. She'll need to get the final ingredient for the cure, his sad yowls, by force. So Finn and Jake return to the Ice Kingdom, only to find I.K. now thinks that they're BFFs and can't howl because he's too happy. Finn then fakes his death, and Ice King lets out a yowl of despair that cures the candy people. I.K. quickly forgets about Finn, but the human boy and Jake have fun pretending to die in each other's arms all the way home. This episode is not my favorite, and there's only two words that are the reason why. Beard flakes. (laughs) Yeah, it skews me out, but it skews you out way more, doesn't it? It's my man baby body. (laughs) So gross. It's so gross. And I think it flat out kills some of the candy people. Oh, jeez. Like, you can see their eyes X'd out in the background. (laughs) Oh, no. I did not notice that. That's grim. It is grim. Oh, and the dichotomy between, like, such a silly cause of the disease and the fact that it is apparently, like, really deadly. Just, it's something. (laughs) Um, I have a complaint for you, though. Uh Uh-huh. You said the title wrong. Oh, is it? 
What have you done? Honestly, it would probably be even louder and more dramatic, but for the sake of our listeners' eardrums, I won't properly say it, but (laughs) I do. I do need to complain. But I also realize that it's kind of a kind of a play on words, right? Because it's what have you done? He's done nothing. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know. I I I like the kind of ethics there of like do you have a duty to to do something in a situation like this? Ethically? I mean, I think you can argue a lot of ways on that, but specifically when you're the cause of the problem, I think you do. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, and honestly, it wasn't so much that Ice King did it, didn't do it because he, like, was too lazy or he didn't want to. It was just he's so stupid. <laughs> he, <laughs> he literally couldn't, cons- like, he couldn't get it through his head, the severity of the situation. And he just kept flirting with Princess Bubblegum. And I don't know. I, I found that scene where she and Lady are, like, desperately pleading with him and he's just flirting weirdly hilarious <laughs> so here's a question what is lady rainicorn to princess bubblegum like what is her role in the candy kingdom why do you ask because i she you know sometimes goes on adventures she's all of a sudden pb's steed when she needs a ride to the ice kingdom like what do you think she does well i, I figured the reason you're asking this was isn't her translation for her line in this episode something like, you are not fit to to speak to my lady or something like that? Yeah, you are not even worth my lady's disdain. Which, A, that's an awesome line. <laughs> B, that's a very good point. Um, well, here's what we know. Lady Rainicorn is a political refugee. Yes. We, we don't talk about that very much, but that is her backstory. Um, so it might be that she arrived on Ooh, and, you know, as the most arguably civilized, quote unquote, uh, kingdom out there, that's how she first, you know, she, w- she was drawn to there because, you know, it was a relatively safe place to go. And she pled her story to uh, Princess Bubblegum, and it's possible that she essentially plays, like, a knight role, the same way that Finn does. Um, yeah, I like that interpretation, that she's PB's knight. Yeah, and that she's, you know, there's a, a another version of Adventure Time out there that's following the adventures of Lady Rainicorn as she goes about saving the world. God, I wish. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I just... I agree. They've got a really interesting dynamic. They see they clearly seem to be very close and they seem to be very good friends. Um, but and she acts as in some episodes as Princess Bubblegum Steed, but she clearly has her own things going on. There's plenty of episodes where uh, you know, PB can't ride her because, you know, she's a person. She's not a horse. She does her own thing. <laughs> well, she's kind of a horse. I mean, yes, but she's not a horse. <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't know. Yeah. I want more lady. Always. More lady all the time. All right, we skipped something. What's your favorite part of the episode? Um, I think when um, the Ice King forms himself into a banana and says, I'm a banana, don't slip on me. <laughs> don't even know what that means, though. I don't think it means anything. It's just goofy and fun. 
Yeah, that checks out. Uh, would it be too on brand for me if I said that my favorite part was Princess Bubblegum wearing a Plague Doctor outfit? That I would expect nothing less from you. <laughs> um, so I've been very obsessed with the concept of plagues and disease outbreaks since I was pretty young. Uh, for a long time, I thought I was actually going to go study epidemiology. Uh, I ended up going into kind of science communication and public health, but uh, that was my track for a long time. Um, so my position on play doctor outfits is I was into them before they were cool. (laughs) (laughs) I was into them before they were unfortunately politically relevant. (laughs) I was into them before everybody talked about plagues every day of their waking life in this never ending nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go back to funny cartoon. Ha ha. Man, there sure are a lot of secret doors around here. There sure are. You really <laughs> built a lot of those, Princess Bubblegum. Is that a little bit of a dictator watch there? Why do you need so many secret passageways, Bubblegum? I think it is a dictator watch. Uh, she does flat out kidnap uh, Ice King and put him in jail without trial. Now. Oh, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> granted. <laughs> does he deserve it? <laughs> yes. He does deserve it, right. That's a, It's sort of the crux of this episode where Finn's like, oh, he didn't do anything wrong this time. Yeah, but he perpetually does wrong, Finn. He, he kidnaps people on, like, a weekly basis. Like, if you were to actually, like, we don't go, no, we can't arrest that guy for murder. The murder happened last month and he hasn't killed anyone now. That's not how it works. <laughs> so, I don't know, um... I think you could make an argument that, honestly, Ice King might be safer for everybody else and himself if you put him into a nice, if you kept him under, like, kind of, you know, just, I don't want to just say lock him up, but, you know, put him into a a safe space that is coincidentally locked. <laughs> Give him. Yeah, take nice care of him, but. Yeah, you know, all he really wants is somebody to talk with him every few days. And, you know, if you still gave him, like, musical instruments and stuff and a gunter, yeah, he'd be fine. So, I don't know. It is interesting how when the Ice King is separated from his ice crown, he says, I didn't steal it. I made that item, made it with magic that I stole. And I don't know if when they were going through the Ice Crown's backstory they actually mind this but it is a if not it's a pretty cool coincidence that like evergreen did that he stole magic to make the ice crown yeah so even though i think you could make the argument that simon didn't steal anything he just you know did what archaeologists did um yeah it does we know that the past crown users kind of leak into his current psyche so he seems to have uh, retroactively picked up on that pretty cool adventure time pretty cool yeah. More D&D stuff, because we can't go more than three episodes without talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they cast Detect Magic Door, which is a reference to the spell Detect Magic, which does exactly what it says it does. And uh, I think the reason Finn argues that he has to let Ice King go is keeping him locked up is against my alignment. Yeah, he, I can't just beat up the Ice King for nothing. That's against my alignment. Yeah. Finn's definitely, like, uh, lawful good, right? Absolutely. Yeah, very much, very much so. Um, so that was fun. Uh, you know what else is fun? What? 
Princess Bubblegum. She's so <laughs> over the top. I know. I really like the the recurring flipping furniture motif this episode. I think this is the first episode. Like, we had uh, the dungeon, which I think set up her more proactive battle side. I think this is the episode where we see the foundation for the fact that she's pretty scary and intense when she gets angry. Yeah, when she's, like, putting on those gauntlets to beat the Ice King up. Yeah, and then, like, she keeps screaming and germing, um, and it's super intense. And uh, just side note, I love that she speaks German. That's very cool. Yeah, it's a really fun uh, part of her character. Just a little little flavor, a little color. A little bit of... Uh... Pink coloring? A. A. Uh, her, the, at the end, her German translation is, I'm so happy, I could, I could, and then she faints. <laughs> We're still getting some of that, like, weird traditional princessy stuff with her, but it is season one, so. Yeah, it started, we're, we're, it's starting to disappear. It's starting to be replaced by her more dynamic characterization, but it's there. Um, okay. At the end... Ice King invites them all to play board games that he made himself out of his own teeth. Oh, no. And what? Oh, no, 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 no. I. <laughs> That's almost as bad as beard flakes. I know. <laughs> what were you going to say, though? I was going to say that uh, one of the games, I think, is called Poots and Bladders. <laughs> Honestly, that 100% sounds like a game that would actually exist as, like, a gay gift. Uh, something that you you give to your, like, seven-year-old nephew because uh, you know it's going to annoy your stuffy sister or something. <laughs> Poots and bladders. That's very good. <laughs> you become the cool aunt and your, your brother-in-law or whatever is just shooting daggers at you as you pretend to ignore it over a casserole. <laughs> it's a vivid, vivid picture you've painted. Thank you. So at the end, it's just a silly ending where Finn and Jake pretend to, to fake each other's deaths in their arm and cry about it. But after Obsidian, it makes me sad. Oh, no, no, he's fine. No. Finn got that tattoo because he loves Jake. No other reason. He does love Jake, but KK, accepting death and moving on with grief is an important part of Adventure Time. <laughs> we have to accept this. He's definitely dead. <laughs> Time is an illusion that helps things make sense. Yes. But it, he's alive somewhere. Well, he is alive somewhere in the other episodes. We can go back and watch them. That was the meaning of that song. <laughs> but in the timeline, he does die. I mean, we. I think we are getting a Finn and Jake episode of, or at least a Finn episode of... Uh... I think that's the next one up. And then isn't the fourth one uh, Peppermint Butler? I think so. I am so excited. Oh, Peppermint I Butler love, is arguably I love, my favorite character. I love Peppermint Butler, and we've never gotten, like, a real focus on him, so I am hyped. The last thing I wanted to talk about is that uh, the Ice King, when he's crying over Finn, goes, my friend, my only friend. And Jake goes, hey, what about me? <laughs> well, that checks out, right? Like... Ice King writes lots of fanfic about them. This is known. Um, and while it's obviously Fiona and Cake, it definitely feels like Fiona is the star. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. 
So he's very obsessed with Fiona and Finn specifically. I think there's a bit in um, Elements where he's knit sweaters for Finn and Jake. And he's he says he's put everyone's best friends on their sweater. And so Finn has the Ice King and Jake has Finn. <laughs> <laughs> such a fun episode it is cute that this is the first um time we get the idea that the ice king's like we're not just and oh i guess this isn't the first time i guess we get the hint of this in when wedding bells thaw when the ice king is like we're best friends (laughs) even though we're worst enemies also it's great because i don't know i i love the fact that at some point he just clearly imprints on them and is like Yes, I'm going to try to kill you, but that's just because we love you so much. And Finn and Jake are just like, I hate you so much. It was better when you just wanted to kill us. <laughs> but they're going to learn some really important lessons about treating people with humanity and, and compassion over the course of the next 10 seasons. Can you say treating people with humanity when like less than 1% of the population is now human? Yes. You can. I don't think so. I think that's speciesist. <laughs> KK, what have you got for a media rack? Um, since there's sort of a fun best friend dynamic in this show, and I just finished it, I wanted to recommend Shit's Creek. It is, ugh. I'm sure you've heard about it because uh, it's kind of the binge right now. Uh, and it's um, it's a story about a rich family who loses all their money and moves into a very small town that uh, they happen to own called Schitt's Creek. And um, they slowly kind of learn to be nice people. And one thing I didn't realize when people would recommend the show to me is like, yes, it's very funny. But more than that, it's just really like nice. It feels good and nice to watch it and it's about and all these people are insufferable but they're not mean people they're very good people deep down and it's this show is about bringing that out in them it's really lovely okay a couple questions one uh where would pe- what streaming service is it on now if people want to try currently it it's, it's definitely on netflix um, okay but it's also a Canadian show, so if you're Canadian, oh, it know. might be available elsewhere. Yes. I didn't know it was Canadian. We we do have Netflix Canada, but it's it's offerings sometimes vary and aren't always good. <laughs> <laughs> um, my second question is: so I struggle with a lot of sitcoms because I get strong secondhand embarrassment. Do you think that's something that people like me could watch? Uh, the issue there is that it starts way cringier than it ends. Mm. So, like, if you could fight through the first season, probably you'd be fine. But that first season is, I mean, it's not as good as first seasons are want to be. And it's, there's a particular character named Roland Shit who uh, is so Oh, I just so got cringy. that name. I just yes. got it. Oh. Yeah. That's his name. <laughs> so there you go. That's the baseline. <laughs> uh, great. Thank you for joining KK and Laura the Humans. I'm come along with me. Email us at adventuretimepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at come along with me, where the last E is a three, and Instagram and Tumblr at adventuretimepod. Now come on, grab your friends and go to very distant lands. Adventure.